Hello, welcome to AO After Hours. AO. 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 Um, today I am joined by Grace and Michelle. Can you guys please introduce yourselves? Hey everyone, I'm Grace. I'm Grace Moon. I am a layout editor for Asian Outlook and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. I was on this podcast the last time. I'm Michelle Tan, the copy the editor-in-chief, but I'm still low-key a copy editor in my heart. And also because <laughs> we only got two copy editors. Please, please, please. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sign up the <laughs> editors, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, I have a really important question for you guys. Do you guys like horror movies? I have a love-hate relationship with horror movies. Mm. Like, I love watching them, but I also can't cope well <laughs> after watching them. Mm. So yeah, good point. I feel that. I feel that. Like after we watch, I movie. feel like that's part of the fun, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you love watching it, but after afterwards, like you can't fall asleep or you can't go into like no, a dark I can't place. fall asleep. I can't go. Okay, I actually have like PTSD trauma from watching way too many horror movies. This is actual thing that my roommates have been talking to me about is that I can't turn the lights off at all. Like I sleep with all my lights on. No, genuinely. Like during our roommate meeting, like you know when you find new roommates, you have to put down house rules. Mm-hmm. We have house rules that's like at night, one of our hallway li- lights have to be on or Grace Moon will have like a panic attack <laughs> in the middle of the hallway. Like it's not going to be pretty. One of lights have to be mm. on. And I also and I also when I this is really bad and I'm contributing to global warming, but <laughs> I never turn off the lights. Like mm. in my room at night, I know I don't turn them off. Or when I leave, I don't turn them off because I'm scared of entering a dark room. Okay. Okay. Wait, how about like fairy lights or like candle lights? Would those no, help? No, everything or? is on. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> at least you're honest. At least you're like, oh I know I'm contributing yeah. to global warming. But you know, mm-hmm. Just so you don't have a panic attack, everything has to be on. Exactly, exactly. I'm like the opposite. I'm just like, you know what? We're saving energy today, mostly not for the planet, mostly because like I'm cheap. <laughs> and then like I just bump into the walls in the dark. I'm like, demons, I'm here. It's your boy. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> like it's it's over as long as I don't have to pay for bills. <laughs> so I asked that question because well, today's topic of the episode is what is your favorite horror movie? It's almost Halloween. So we gotta spook things up, my guys. Come on. Okay, for me, my favorite horror movie is... Well, it's not really a horror, if you want to get technical. It's uh, Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, classic, Mm -hmm. classic. Jasmine out here pulling out the (laughs) classic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I looked it up and, like, a lot of people say it's mostly thriller. But, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it gets you in, like, it gets a heart rate up. And... I really like it because unlike a lot of horror movies, it's like there's no real monster or demon or anything supernatural. Humans are the real monsters. Well, do you like the the TV show Hannibal? I have seen it. I saw Mm -hmm. like the first. I saw the first two seasons, but I didn't finish the third one. Mm. That's good because first two seasons were. Pinnacle. Mm, yeah. So good. So good. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Does Hannibal count as horror? I didn't realize. Well, I guess that makes sense if it does. Um, it's more of a thriller, but like in my heart, it scares me still. Cause... No, it definitely, <laughs> it's definitely like if you Google like best horror films of all time, Hannibal will it is be up there. Of the mm-hmm, it is up there. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really creepy. Um, Like the actor, I forgot his name, Anthony. 
Uh, Blakey goes to Anthony. Not Brindisi. Anthony. Anthony. Oh Hummel. my god! I have been getting way too many Anthony Brindisi ads. Just I just want yeah, to say. save. <laughs> Yeah, Anthony Brandisi is a liberal and a liar. He's no moderate. <laughs> oh my god! But like, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, the actor, he was really good. He's really good at being really creepy. Cause I remember, mm. cause I would watch the movie with subtitles, and I realized that I don't focus on his face. I would focus on the subtitles. And when you look at his face, the way he stares, it's so creepy. It's like he's mm-hmm. looking through you. And I, mm-hmm. I love it and hate it at the same time. So good. Mm-hmm, yeah, and like. No, I love Hannibal. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because it explores like the psychology of a killer mm-hmm. and just of like the psychopath, which is really interesting to watch. Yeah. And you know what? In Silence of the Lamb, it's what is it? Clarice? Clarice. Is the name? Yeah, yeah. It's like their relationship, and it's it's super cool. To yeah, watch. it's really interesting how like even though she's like an FBI agent and doesn't trust him and knows that she should trust him. No, she's trained. Yeah, she's trained to deal with people like him. But right. like she like Hannibal still manages to like play her or like mm-hmm. make her do things like that's against mm-hmm. her like you know her beliefs as an FBI agent. Um, yeah, exactly. Also, I also really like how like um, the serial serial killer isn't like kind of like generic or like like boring. You know what I mean? Because like, in Criminal mm-hmm. Minds, like the serial killers are like they all have like a predictable um, yeah motive. But like for mm-hmm. like at least for the serial killer in like Hannibal, spoiler alert, the reason why like he's a serial killer is because he thinks he wants to be a transgender woman. But like Hannibal explains that he that's not true. He just thinks that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wow, that's like a deeper level, man. Whoa, I did not think that. No, it's it's so good. And even in the TV show, they explore like like that nuance with like what makes people kill mm-hmm. people and in Hannibal it's like he's a cannibal right Hannibal the cannibal <laughs> it's very right, right. Fun. and um it's good because he feels like he's better than everyone else mm-hmm. and he eats people to like transform people into the in a way that makes them worthy of being the being like near him it's interesting yeah that it? is really interesting i actually did not know that but i like mm-hmm. wow that adds a whole new level to his character and it makes me a little more frightened of him mm. yeah even different <laughs> interpretations of hannibal are just so interesting mm-hmm. it's so nuanced as a person yeah definitely also like amazes me how like both in the show in the show you mostly see it but like also in the movie you get a hint of it he manages to make people do things they don't want to do or like they make he Mm. makes them do these criminal activities he makes them like kill i remember in the movie he he convinces the person in the cell next to him to kill himself and i was thinking like wow that actually kind of reminds me of the show because he convinces people to like do these things or he gets in contact Mm -hmm. with these yeah yeah i don't know serial killers and does things i kind of it kind of highlights i think like even silence of the lambs and hannibal the show the the delicacy and the similarity between all humans like we all have like the capability to do bad mm-hmm. and we all have the capability to do good so all i think all you know bad people are good i really like watching hannibal the tv show because as you're watching it you kind of realize oh wait hannibal's just kind of lonely you know and then like you as a person feel that loneliness it's like oh man i'm like relating to hannibal lecter mm, what does that say about me <laughs> But it's also yeah, like that person looking like a snack. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. I, I definitely felt that mm-hmm. when I was watching the show, where I was just like, "Huh, he he does come off as like sad, lonely, because like just no one else like him, or no one else thinks like him." Yeah, and that's when he found Will, and they both just like connected in possibly the worst and best ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Oh man, I love that show. One of my top favorite. I know, definitely. It's. At some point, it gets so gruesome and so intense that, like, I, I sometimes have to stop watching. Or I, I mm, wake up, true. like, I, I have, sometimes I have nightmares because, like, of how, like, mm. gruesome it is and, like, chilling it is. It's gruesome, but it's not, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre gruesome. Mm. It's kind of, like, it's really pretty. Like, all the crime scenes are, like, beautiful. Uh. They're, like, art, you know, because all of his pieces, like... The people he kills, he like puts them into like positions and stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. But they're like he's he he elevates them to like art. Yeah, you know yeah, what I, I know mean. What you mean. So there, there's also like an elegance with it that I kind of appreciate that helps me get over the gruesome yeah. part. It's like no, it's just it's so funny because like you'll see like a dead body and you're like, oh no, it's terrible. And then right next to it, you see Hannibal like happily cooking away, and it's just that's true. It's, mm-hmm. it's so funny. It's like oh man, I'm sad that that person's dead, but then when you look at him cooking, you're like. Huh, man, the cooking scenes look really cool, though. Like, that's a good steak, even though I know it's a human. <laughs> like, touching on the the elegance in the crime scenes, like the dead bodies, like, I, I, I definitely understand what you mean. The way he poses them and, like, how other serial killers will pose them as well. They look very intricate, but at the same time, really gruesome. So, in a way, you're okay with it. Like, you're okay looking at it. But if you look at it too long, it's like, oh, man, no, gro- that's kind of gross. Mm. 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 Michelle or Grace, do either of you want to talk about your favorite movie? I actually, I'll be honest, I have not watched that many horror movies because, like, my mom used to be like, no, it's scary. I'm like, that's mm. the point. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> so like, I only started watching them kind of recently. But I remember one of the first ones I watched was The Orphanage or El Orphanage. Oh, in, by like, um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, He's yeah, just, that's a good one. I am. Um, I actually never yeah, heard like, of this movie before. I haven't to my list. Yeah, it's one of his more smaller movies, but it's it's really well done. It's also in like Spanish, so that yeah, might be is. why most people don't know it. I I'll be honest. I don't remember too much of it, but I remember like one thing that was really interesting was that there wasn't really like supernatural forces per se. Mm. Like, mm. you could say, oh, yeah, there's ghosts because, you know, the ghosts of the dead kids and stuff like that. Oh, sorry mm-hmm. about spoilers. But, yeah, ghosts <laughs> of the dead kids and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just, like, or it could just be, like, you know, this woman's, like, kind of depressed and, like, you know, her kid kind of fucking died. So that might be why she's seeing, like, ghosts of dead children and not actually, like, actual ghosts. Like, it's more psychological in a way, but... I think so Jasmine's kind of, confused on what what this movie's about. Oh yeah, I'll just give like a quick brief rundown. Like, so basically, um, this woman and her husband and their son they move back to where the woman's she was an orphan and she was adopted from this orphanage and she moved there and I think okay. they wanted to like turn it into some special hospital or care place okay. for kids or a foster care system. I forget the yeah, details. Yeah. But yeah, they go there. And then their son, Simon, or mm-hmm. Simone, oh, so, says, yeah. yeah, I think so. He's like, oh, hey, mom, check out my new friend. But it's like a creepy kid with like a bag on his head. 
Oh my god, I remember this. I remember this kid yeah. in the bag. I'm looking at the images right now. I'm like, oh, eh. yeah. But it's really interesting, especially the yeah. way it ends. The, apparently, uh, the kid, the one with the bag, is on his head. Tomas. He used to be someone the mom knew, but she left before he died. Mm. And then when he died, because like he got bullied from other kids, okay. the mom of that kid, she poisoned all the other kids in the what orphanage. The and then she yeah, just kind of hid their dead bodies in the house. Not the same house. Not the same house that they're in. This oh, is, you're like, right. You're right. Past. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah, she like moves to this new house, and she has like her husband and her son, and her son like has this make believe friend named Tomas. But then her son goes like missing, mm. and then yeah. she starts to get like haunted by this like little kid named Tomas. Wow. Yeah, that's like kind of the premise. But the ending is really, it's really nice. It's a yeah. good ending. And because of the ending, you kind of think, oh, well, it's all those spooky things she was seeing, like actual ghosts or just mm. like her hearing the cries of like her son who was kind of lost and trapped in the house. Is it? Sorry, I gave like so many spoilers. Is it, so is yeah. it the ending where it's like you don't really know if like all this like was actually happening in her head or was it actually a real thing? So... It's basically, like, all happening in her head. She hears, like, scratching and howling. She gets, like, haunted after her son goes missing, Mm -hmm. right? But then at the end of the movie, you find out because she's, like, shuffling through, like, her closet or whatever. And she finds this trap door in her closet that she accidentally put stuff in front of. And it turns out her son was in there playing because he was, like, it's a new house. So they're exploring. Mm -hmm. And he got trapped in there and no one knew. Oh, shit. And so the scratching, the howling is her son screaming to let him out. Oh. You know what I mean? Because he's stuck in there. And But she hears these things and she kind of projects like this kid that she accidentally killed and like her old job and like, and then it's like all in her head. But it's also extremely sad because like, oh, in a way she killed her son because she put like things in front of that door mm. that trapped him in this like base sub basement that she didn't know That's- of. That's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. And it gets sadder because I think she commits suicide and she's like, oh, I'm the like permanent housekeeper or nanny mm. or person in charge of the orphanage now. So it's no longer an orphanage. Yeah. Okay. It's a funky movie. Yeah. It, Even though it has like all the normal elements of a like supernatural horror movie, the premise and what you guys are telling me about it, it sounds like really good. It, it sounds like it's not like just any average horror supernatural movie. And I actually mm-hmm. want to give it a try now. Just mm-hmm. like delete all the spoilers from your mind. Yeah, delete all those. <laughs> just... uh, it, it's a happy ending, I swear. <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish, so I'm going to forget them anyway. But I'll, I'll at least <laughs> keep the name in my head. Yeah, and it's Guillermo del Toro. So you know it's directed by great a great director mm-hmm. you know he directed pan's labyrinth yeah. shape of water right shape mm, of water, yeah i think so. he did do that one exactly all right what about you grace what's your favorite horror movie okay i don't know why i watch all these horror movies and also <laughs> oh i also watch i like listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts oh, and course. watch a lot of Same. true crime yeah. yes i watch okay i also watch a shit ton of mukbangs yeah, so you great. know stephanie sue no, I don't watch. I don't know if you you might not know stuff, but basically she eats food while she does true crime, and I listen to her like every day, and I listen to her as I sleep, and it's <laughs> kind of weird 
because like I'm listening to like there was a murderer and he killed 50 children and I'm like yes yes I'm going to sleep <laughs> but um yeah so I I watch a lot and recently since it's spooky season our roommates were like let's watch a horror movie and I was like well when I was young I got traumatized by this movie called Babadook I don't know Michelle have you heard of it I've seen the premise of it. I've actually never watched Watched it, it, though. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I watched this when I was, like, freshman year of high school, and I was traumatized. I was like, I cannot sleep for, like, two days, and (laughs) I see this figure, like, everywhere I turn. And basically what happens is there's just this, like, mother and this kid, and the the mother loses her husband, but that's, like – whatever and basically she finds like this book and it's called like the babadook mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's re- it's, it's it's this children's storybook but it's really sinister in that it's like the babadook will come to your house and it will it will kill you you will never you you should never have seen babadook like you should have never found this book like it's a really really sinister book mm-hmm. and it so the movie is about like this babadook haunting the family and these this mother and this son and it's it's like really scary because the figure's really scary right but it's also really interesting because it's actually a metaphor like after the movie okay after the movie we were like what does this mean because it's a very cathartic ending it's actually it's actually a happy ending right right unlike a lot of other horror movies Mm -hmm it's a happy ending and we were like what does this mean but apparently so basically what happens is that she lost her husband early on and when she was having her son she lost her husband and she was never able to cope with this grief and you figure out early on like her sister's always like it's been seven years like when are you going to be able to talk about your husband she's like i at least i don't talk about him all the time and like blah 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 and like i'm getting over it like leave me alone mm-hmm. so she she's like coping with this grief and it's like consuming her life and basically what the babadook is it's it's like the terror and the grief she feels from losing her husband mm. and it comes to haunt her and make her like a cruel mother you know what i mean like oh so it's a it's a metaphor for grief yeah that's and it's really interesting. And the ending, should I spoil it? I don't, I don't um, know. Wait, okay, okay. I I don't want to know the ending, but I do know, but. like, at least some of the plot or a little bit of the premise. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right, but the son was having trouble, like, falling asleep. Or, like, he couldn't go to sleep. Is that a thing? Or am I thinking yeah. of movie? Yeah, he couldn't go to sleep because he was scared of the Mmm. That's interesting because, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's scared of his mother's, like, grief. and like, Or he's, like, or his mother's grief. And like, I think it's also with the kid too, though. Like, as in the kid like feels he's like because early on he's also like he's my dad too. Like, why do you always lock his stuff down in the basement? Mm. Like, like why do you always hide away my dad's stuff? Like, why can't I see a picture of my dad? Mm. Like, he's my dad too. So it also affects him in a way. And it's this family, and they've kind of like externalized it as like the Babadook. That's interesting. But you don't get that. You don't get that as you're watching. You kind of. At the end, you're like, huh, I'm, I think there's a deeper meaning to this. <laughs> Even though yeah. I am scared out of my mind, there's something more to this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. And also, do you know what's really funny about the Babadook, though? So we decided to watch the Babadook because, number one, I was traumatized by it. But two, did you know the Babadook is actually an LGBTQ icon? Yeah, I remember you told me I've about. heard of this. I'm not yeah. sure why. 
I yes. don't know why. No so, one will explain it to me. I, I wasn't sure <laughs> so, either. I was yeah. just like, when you told me, I was just like, huh, that's cool. But I, mean, yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. I wonder what. No, yeah. During like Pride Week, you'll see a bunch of like Babadooks in front of like rainbow flags. And I, I remember like being younger and being like, why are they using my trauma like this? <laughs> why are they using my trauma? <laughs> <laughs> but then also after we all watched it and we were like sitting on the couch, like afraid to move. We were like, okay. And then we were also like, wait, why why is it like an LGBTQ icon? So we researched it. And basically, Babadook represents what it is to be gay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Like, yeah. you're like, yeah. he's like, um, until you, you don't, like, realize he exists. Like, you don't realize, like, you're gay until, like, you figure out about, like, gay culture and stuff mm. or whatever. And then you feel, like, terrorized by it until yeah. you've come to accept it. Oh, that's that's actually really interesting. That's like yeah. especially like the fear of coming out and stuff like that or being mm-hmm. like outed as like not straight is yeah. is pretty fucking terrifying. And it's really interesting because the whole premise of it, it's like I like Babadook like constantly is like the more you try to deny it, the stronger I get mm-hmm. and the more he like terrorizes you. So a lot of people were like, Oh, that's like the more I try to deny it, the more it hurts me inside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, it was. We were reading like journal articles on <laughs> why Babadook is an LGBTQ icon, and then a lot of people were like, when they first tell people about, it, they're like, "Is this the same movie we're watching? <laughs> Did you watch Babadook? Like how?" But yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." That's that's like really deep. Like I, I never really thought mm-hmm. about that way. And mm-hmm. that that also brings a whole new light to the movie to me. That I really yeah. like that. No, I think horror movies are interesting. They explore a different. They explore like uh, because all humors, uh, not humors, all humans <laughs> feel like fear, feel like horror, feel like grief, feel tragedy. But horror movies kind of use that as like the center point mm-hmm. in a way that's not. You're not expecting like a happy ending right. or. So it helps. I think it's a it's an interesting genre that's actually important yeah. for people to watch. Plus, like with horror movies, because the main idea is just to like scare people, mm. and it makes people like more vulnerable, I mm-hmm. guess. And then I don't know, like just like because like I feel like in a lot of horror movies, it's not just like about being scared. It's yeah. more like what people do when they're scared. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Um, I like that how like horror movies, even though like they're not just there to scare you, or not they're not just there to entertain you. Um, they're also there to like you know have like a deeper meaning into like what humans feel, like how humans feel during grief. It, it depicts it in like a very interesting and captivating way. Mm-hmm. Right. Life is scary, guys. Life is yeah. Scary. No, just stop living. It's too scary for oh, me. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, but like on that note, I think we're only like, you know, picking at the cream of the crop, like the best horror movies mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. But there are some shitty horror movies. Like <laughs> after we watched like Babadook, the next day we watched that like shitty like Chucky reboot movie. Mm, yeah. Okay. It was so bad. I'm trying to think of like other shitty horror movies um there's like so many but i'm like blanking on them right now there's so many how okay. do you guys oh, feel about yeah. saw i mm. love saw don't even get <laughs> okay, me started okay. on saw like 
Because I think I only watched like Saw 3 or the sequel or something. No, I watched and I was watching, Saw, I was like, like mm. Saw 1 to 6. There's that really? many? Yeah. Wait, you saw all of those? Uh, I don't know, yeah. man. I, I can't even second I like that. binge watched them. I was like, I saw the first one. I was like, I need more of this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just like seeing people tortured? Is that the thing? Okay. I, okay. There's a thing. I can't handle like supernatural shit. That's why Babadook scared me really bad. Or like things like ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. but if it's like slasher i can handle slasher i feel like these have to be separated like the horror genre is too broad because like That's slasher true. like chainsaw like texas chainsaw massacre or like saw or like hush or like things like that i feel those are those are different from like the shining or like blair witch project i feel like those are different types of horror mm-hmm. horror is like an umbrella little umbrella and there's like little different types of like horror genres in there or little different subgroups like you have your ghost stories you have the psychological thrillers and then you have the slashers Mm -hmm. there's just a lot to it and Mm -hmm. i just i love all of them dude Mm. they're all so exciting no oh wait i like saw but saw what what sorry the i saw the first movie with some of my friends and like it was definitely interesting because it's like, oh, who's Jigsaw? Or like, oh, like, how mm-hmm. are, are they going to live? Or are they going to get out? Like, things yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the jump the jump cuts and the editing were really off. Like, towards the end, there was a <laughs> car chase. And then the editing and the jump cuts were it was just like, brr, 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 brr. And it was just like, calm down. Calm down, guys. But like, other than that, it was a pretty good movie. I don't know about the other ones. Do you know what's interesting? We kind of bash a lot on, like, horror movie directors, but, like, some of our best directors start out in horror. Like, I think Peter Jackson, you know, he directed, like, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Like, 11 Oscar-winning Lord of the Rings, my favorite movie series of all time Mm. that I talk about a little too often. (laughs) Um, No, it was directed by Peter Jackson, and he actually started out in in horror and you can actually see parts of that in lord of the rings with the really like zoom in face shots of just like them staring and them like in slow-mo and you're like we did not need this but (laughs) it's like it's kind of reminiscent of his style and yeah a little bit of which i think is pretty interesting yeah it is like pretty interesting but um i think this is a good place to end our episode Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for joining me thank you michelle thank you grace for being here no, of course. Um, I want to thank everyone who came by and listened to this amazing podcast. Um, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram at Asian Outlook. Also, please submit to our magazine. Deadline is on November 1st. Depending on when this come, this podcast comes out, it could be either tomorrow or today. But please submit. We're desperate. Yeah. Um also pretty cool having your own work in a magazine you know helps exactly. pub your stuff you can have so many bra- bragging exactly. rights like, it'll be great mm-hmm. Can't say pub that your stuff guys pub your stuff exactly you can drop your instagrams it's okay <laughs> it's okay all right thank you for listening goodbye everyone goodbye you guys can't tell but i'm waving mm-hmm.